Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. <laughs> it's me. I see that you are currently in your annoyed era. Yeah. If you're watching the video portion of this, you could see on my hat. I'm wearing a hat that says annoyed. And <laughs> I'm annoyed today for other reasons that I don't really have to talk about. But the topic that we'll be discussing today also has me annoyed. So I just felt like it was a perfect way. Also, I didn't want to wear makeup today. So it's kind of masking that. <laughs> it doesn't cover your face at all, but it's masking. Um, yeah, you can like not really see my eyes that well. Oh, I'm trying it. to avoid the camera. I feel you though. Today was like, I, I literally couldn't do, I, I didn't want to just go out of the way to put anything on. And listen, I think my electrolysis did a great job. But because I haven't been going, obviously I moved. I'm starting to feel the hair like growing back, and I'm super irritated. Not is it, because isn't not it be- supposed to be gone? Well, so it does go away, but I ha- I still have so much hair. So like I still like I've been getting really frustrated. So I'm just like annoyed because I feel like nothing's changing. So it's been such a battle with facial hair. Granted, it looks a lot better than like when I first started for sure. But um, yeah, it's just an annoying battle. So I feel like I have to wear makeup all the time. But today, didn't feel like it. And that's okay. Because we are here to share our opinions and our views and not be beauty queens. Exactly. I think that's the am I am but a fucked up doll. (laughs) We're Cynthia from the Rugrats. Oh, if you want right. to call us dolls, that's the doll that you should be referencing. I agree. Just one that's seen it all. But yeah. yeah. So like I said, today's topic, I'm sure you already know what we're going to talk about. There has unfortunately been another mass shooting, school shooting in the United States. And this time the shooter did identify as trans. So obviously that is something that we wanted to talk about, just kind of go over the certain implications of a trans person being a school shooter and also the backlash that the community is receiving. But it's very heavy. It's very dark. And we didn't want the entire episode to be super depressing. So we wanted to start off just as normal and talk about some fun things to avoid being depressed after the end of this episode. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of times whenever we talk about these um, heavier topics, at the end of it, I'm just like, oh my God, we literally talked for like an hour of just so much negative stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we just need to keep it a little bit light because it is going to get pretty heavy. I know that it's like a very sensitive topic. Not only is there like um, something tragic happening, like a shooting, but also uh, trans people are involved already as a very marginalized identity, facing a lot of scrutiny lately. So this on top of it makes things just like a conglomerate of just really neg- negative, negative things. Um, so before we get into all of that craziness, um, what's what's life like? What have you been up to? Um, are you laughing at Jordan? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not. I literally, okay, oh, so is she behind my you? My cats are going crazy. Yeah, oh, they're on the tree, right? <laughs> I have my, okay, so this is, I have my little camera, like, up over, like, your side, and I have it, like, stretched out so I can see myself bigger, so 
I don't oh, see so you're just right ignoring me. Oh, I'm not you even, even looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I'm actually preparing to go on a cruise, which I think I, I already mentioned that, but I'm, we're leaving on Friday, so I only have to work a few days this week, and then I'll be sailing around in the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. The Atlantic Ocean to the Eastern Caribbean, drinking my little drinks on my boat and living my best life. So I'm really excited. That's so I'm I'm so excited for you. And you said you grew up going to like cruises, right? So you know what yeah. to expect. Yeah, I do know what to expect. This is my first cruise as an adult, though, because all of the other cruises I've been on, I've been like 13, 14, 15. And I feel like it's a different experience when you can actually drink there so i might indulge a little bit you know because we have 600 actually between my parents and russell and i we have 1200 dollars worth of drinks Holy to shit. drink so yeah, i'm excited what a cute time <laughs> are you stopping like in different areas to get off yeah I- we have four stops but if i'm being so honest i don't know where we're stopping so I'm just going to keep it a surprise and then wake up in a different country every day. I think that's that's my plan. That's that's literally just the best way to live. But that's exciting. You've, I know we've been talking about it every week. It's been something exciting that you've been looking yeah. forward to. It's just it's nice to get away. And <laughs> I'm sure you really want to get away. I was saying a couple of days ago that I'm honestly scared to go to Miami because I feel like in different states or different parts of the country the attractive levels, like how confident you feel going out and how pretty you feel depends on where you live. Like in Seattle, I'm a hot bitch. I, I truly believe that because it's just, that's just how it is. People don't go too crazy in Seattle. It's very like laid back, very hiker vibes. LA, I'm a little bit lower. I feel like I'm still okay in LA, but in Miami, I'm a two. (laughs) I, with this body and these boobies mm-mm. i think compared to a lot of the other like just miami women but even miami dolls just in general like i i think that you you definitely don't look the type like as like no. the miami the miami image. they look like but, they came out of a lab but <laughs> literally like but perfection is that a good thing? in every sense i mean, I mean I, they kind of did but I mean, yeah, but like, I still feel like, I still feel like beauty is the eye of the beholder. Yeah, I'm hoping like my inner beauty shines through and disguises the fact that I don't have a BBL. Oh my God. And it's interesting, the beauty standards in different areas, because I mean, obviously it's it's all subjective and it doesn't mean anything, but there is like a way, like a stand, like a way that like is very... A, a style that's very prevalent in Miami, and I know exactly what you mean. So, I don't think yeah. I think I think you'll fi- be fine. I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to be like obsessed. So. I'm sure, and we're only in Miami for literally a day, so it's like no big deal. I'm going to get on the boat, and it's going to be no issue. But I just thought that was a funny thing because, yeah, I just every time I see a girl from Miami, she just looks perfect. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to be surrounded by those bitches when I'm walking around on the street with my Stick legs. If you go, if you go to if you have like a day to spend in Miami, 
and you want to like want to hit up the beach i definitely recommend south beach i feel like that's what everyone says yeah. it's like the party beach it's the gay beach um i love gay beach <laughs> yeah i think you're allowed to be topless too but if i mean oh. if you're if you're not i think i've people definitely do it because i definitely yeah. have seen it but i think we have a few hours in miami before we get on the boat so we'll see what's what are the vibes once we're there but regardless, I'm excited. I'm not like super worried about it. Like it's just kind of a joke, but I just think it's funny how people just dress and look differently in different places. Like sometimes when I go back to Seattle and I wear like my LA outfit, I feel like I'm a whore. <laughs> or like when we flew to Gainesville and I was wearing a crop top and no one else was wearing a crop top, I felt like a hooker and I was like so uncomfortable. <laughs> It's so funny that you feel that way. I mean, I think everyone has like different sorts of like like how they perceive the outside world or how they perceive people are looking at them. I'm a bitch that just like shuts down. Like I don't think about anything when I'm out other than I'm just I'm just like in my own head. So that's really yeah. funny because I don't even when when I go out or like when I we were in games, but I didn't even think about like the way we were dressing. I was just mm. like, Tee-hee, we're we're playing ski ball. <laughs> I think it's my gender dysphoria speaking mostly oh, that probably. like people are like, ugh, gross. Yeah, I feel that. But, yeah. but I think you're going to love Florida. The weather's been beautiful. So I'm very excited for you. Um, I am too. I've never been to Miami, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm from Florida. I've never been either. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been like twice and I literally have lived here like for the majority of my life. But yeah, yeah I, I feel that. I recommend, um, yeah, that, I really just know the beach. There's like, I've only done like tourism stuff. Like, like I went on this cruise sort of, it's not a cruise. It's like a little boat ride that takes you around like, like very expensive rich people's houses. Um, and so I've like done that in Miami, but I've never been on a cruise. So you have to let me know how it goes and if it, if it was a good time. One day we'll go on a, a girlish cruise. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll buy the boat. We'll expense it. Right. It's a Period. business trip. <laughs> Truly. Um, what does, oh, do you have any, like, anything to wear while you're there? Because. I yeah. I d- I, so I bought clothes, like, but I haven't put together outfits yet. I feel like everyone, like, you have clothes at your disposal. And then in your mind, you're like, oh, this top would go with these pants or vice versa. So that's my plan. I'm just going to bring everything that I bought. And then we also literally an hour ago decided to go to Coachella for one day after we get back. So I feel like a lot of my cruise clothes could double as a Coachella outfit. Oh, true. So, yeah, I'm excited. We have a lot of like fun stuff over the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm excited. That does sound like a lot of fun. Just being able to get out. I I feel that I need I need some fresh air. (laughs) So yeah. we're gonna, you're gonna catch Take me just like PTO. sneak. You're um, gonna catch me sneak on that boat, and I'll just be in the background having some. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be putting my drinks on your tab. You can sleep on our hammock on our balcony. That's really funny. Oh, you guys have a, like a little balcony. I think every balcony has like a little cute hammock on it. So oh, cute. Yeah, that's fun. I know. I know that some cruises they say like it's just super like, pat like the, the rooms are really small and like very uncomfortable, but. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. It looks (laughs) my it. I feel like since it's adult only, 
things are a lot more roomier because you don't have like a huge water slide or like a kiddie pool or like a playground. So a lot of that kid centric stuff is removed and it's just like restaurants and bars and lounge areas, which I'm excited to see because I haven't been on a cruise ship without all this kid shit everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. That's fun though. Just a nice, like nice summer um, vibes. Yeah. Beginning of spring, beginning of summer. It's like my entryway into the new season because it's been so rainy in LA. Speaking of um, the shorts that you recommended me, I bought some. I've actually had them for a while, I think. Yes, from Triangle. (gasps) Oh my God. I love them. I have two pairs. They're so good. Yeah. We, because we moved recently and we have a pool and we were going every day whenever we moved, but it's been a little chillier here. So we haven't been able to go, but I did end up buying, I got, I'm really proud of my like cute little, like, um, I have like a full on like outfit to go to lay out by the beach or lay lay out by the pool, which I've Mm -hmm. never had before. I just kind of like, I'm too like insecure to like even. Did you already try the shorts on? Yeah. Oh my God. So they're they're good. They fit so good. I told you. They They make your butt look good. They're literally all sold out for the, the the most part. So I'm I'm literally clicking on every single pair of shorts and I'm just waiting for one to like pop up and one finally did. And then I'll have to send you a picture, but yeah, one finally did. And yeah, so I like them. They, yeah, they fit me, my, my, my ass. It looks good, doesn't it? It, it <laughs> looks so good. That's my favorite part about the shorts. Cause like, yes, you are a little bit more covered up, but your butt. yeah and i was looking aloe has like the cutest like um top it's a bikini bikini top and it's like it's made out of uh, it's crocheted i think i'll just send it to you and there's like a little story i think it's like hand crocheted by like um like a i I don't know what country it's from but aloe crocheted because I'm like fucking obsessed with it. You I love your it aloe. Okay, <laughs> but I cannot spend this much money. So here, I sent it. I sent you Boy, the link. I need you to I'm look, at it. look at it. <gasps> oh, that's cute. Is it? It's that's cute. so cute. Are you kidding? But, but is it a hundred and fifty dollar cute just for the top? <gasps> Wait, you can wear it different ways. We that would look, I feel like those tops look so good on girls that don't have a lot of work a lot to work with up here. Wait. Exactly. Do you wanna like we can share it? <laughs> we can share it. <laughs> because I literally this is the cutest thing. I I'm, I'm I'm actually obsessed with this top. They're literally it's an afterpay. But like $150. Ooh. Only $37.50, girl. That's it. <laughs> not that 30 every two weeks that's that's literally my mentality i like there's a matching bucket hat too i'm sorry oh my god i might get this it's so cute right and so i had to i had to buy myself a top because i don't have one and i really wanted to, i'm trying to put myself out there with my style i feel like yeah. i have a lot of dysphoria I, I don't i have insecurities in my body so i'm really trying to like make sure that i like and wearing things that make me uncomfortable just so I can live life the way I want to live life and not think about it too much. So I've never had like a full on like a triangle bikini and I and I bought one 
and um, I bought like a brown one because I was like, I'm not going to spend $150. So I brought like a little cute little brown one from, from Cotton On. <laughs> but like, do you know what Cotton On is? Yeah, I like, I love Cotton On. Okay. 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 I don't have anything like any problems with it. I grew up with it like in my, my local mall and it's like easy clothes when you need it. It's cute. Yeah, I guess I'm okay. I just, well, the the reason I say that is because to me, um, I don't know. It's like, I guess like a little fast fashion-y to me and like, I'm trying to like be conscious and like spend money on quality stuff. But honestly, I got it and it was really good. So nice. I don't judge anyone who shops at that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> you love your little aloe. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I feel like it's it's not necessarily that you don't want to buy from shops like that or stores like that, but there's always a potential that it could rip. So if you, you know if you're spending the money on something, it's going to last you a while. And like, I don't want my nipple to fly out at the beach because this shop broke just That's- out of like... <laughs> So, so I get yeah I guess that's what I mean like I've I've been to similar like Forever Twenty One and a shirt la I, I remember getting a shirt from Forever Twenty One one time and it broke like literally the same day I bought it I think I was trying it on at home and like it yeah. just like the button like broke or something from just like a a random T shirt so I I try I try not to trust it but I wanted I wanted something and it was like twenty bucks wasn't too bad and I actually really like it so <clears throat> the whole f- and I, oh and I bought like a, a cover-up to like when like just like a nice big button-up t-shirt the whole thing iconic I'll just send a picture it's just like a super fun yeah so I just want to say that the bucket hat that matches this top is $150 so the hat <laughs> just the top the top and the hat if you want to put a cute look together you're going to be down $300 yeah. So maybe it's not that. I mean, it's I, cute, but like, I don't have that much money to be yeah. spending on a hat. Wait, but but how much is it after, every two weeks? <laughs> um, I think you can get away with maybe like sixty dollars every two weeks oh, yeah, for four I weeks. Which, I mean, that's that's okay. We could do that. That's literally my talk. I t- I told Emily, I was like. I, for the next month, I'm not allowed to spend money because I just we moved, and so I'm using every excuse to add stuff to our home that make me happy. But I have I have a little bit of a shopping addiction, where literally I can just spend my money on anything, and it excites me. And there's something Thanks. fucked up up here where I'm like, I just want to like press my card against one of those readers and like take my plans home, take my groceries home, and just feel the rush of just spending yeah. my money. I, I completely feel you. That's why we are not good together because we enable each other to spend money. Every time you send me something, I'm like, you have to buy it. Like, <laughs> it's the end of the world if you don't buy Literally. it. Rent's so. coming, but I'm going to buy these Gucci earrings. So <laughs> Right. I know. And so I was telling Emily, I'm like, you cannot let me buy anything. And then I was like, oh, my God. we're It's our anniversary. We're doing our anniversary weekend. Like, there's a lot of things that I have to buy. So, um. Speaking yeah. of buying, you have been talking about buying oh a new <laughs> member of your family. Yes. So, so Emily and I have been talking about wanting a dog ever since for a long time. I mean, whenever we were thinking of like family members, just b- before Fig, you know, I was just thinking what works best in my life. We ended up getting Fig, and she's obviously been a delight. But over the time. 
we've always toyed with the idea of getting a dog, but never have because, you know, we're young and having a dog is like having a child. And so doing that whole process and Fig has the worst anxiety. She chews and chews at her fur and she had like a really bad issue. I think it's allergies, but she's still a very anxious cat. We have her like on an allergy pill and it's helped a lot. So seeing her do a lot better, her hair and her fur has grown back. And we're now in this new space. We're back in Florida. We make better money. We're like, maybe we should like finally get that dog. And especially I feel very connected and really want one too, because now that I'm in this new area, I go on a lot of walks and I'm just, I I think I'm looking for something to also make me feel safe, make me feel, you know, just when I'm walking, I have a purpose to be walking. Sometimes like I get really overwhelmed when I'm in like public and just people are looking at me. So I don't know. I feel like also having a dog would give me like sort of like a become a friend that like I'm able to rely on. So emotional support animal, I guess you can say, I'm just like looking for another family member that I can, you know, take with me. Um, because obviously fig, you can't do that. So I've been hunting. <laughs> I've been like on the hunt. And I don't know if anyone has ever shopped for a dog or like not shopped for a dog, but looked for, to adopt a dog. It is like the hardest process, especially if you're looking specifically maybe for certain breeds or certain things um, that tries and fits your family best. So, you know, there's like dream dogs, obviously, I think people have, whether that's whatever breed, you know, that you like. I don't, do you have a special breed that like you always look at and you're like, that's so cute? Dachshund. <laughs> Those are the ones you want? Those I'm a dachshund I had one growing up for 17 years. Um, I had like a black and brown one, and I've always wanted a tan one with long hair. So if I ever got a dog, I think that's what it would be. Right. But they're expensive. So that's kind of where, so that, that was where I was at, where I was thinking about what kind of dog we wanted. And we've always fell in love with the idea of having an Italian greyhound, um, uh, a King Charles Spaniel or a Chihuahua. I've always wanted a Chihuahua because I just, I love them. And I don't know, they're just the best animal. So I was like looking around and I found the perfect Italian Greyhound Chihuahua mix. And uh, we had, I applied and they told me that I, I was approved. And then in like, within like a day, I like, they were like, okay, you can come like this weekend to like pick her up. And then what it all happened so fast and I wasn't expecting it because like I said, finding a dog to adopt, especially one that fits with your family, I expected it to be a very long process where like you communicate for weeks, you go on dates, you like foster with the intent to adopt, you bring the dog home, you try and like spend time with making sure it fits in the family. I thought it was going to be this like huge process where it was going to take weeks, even months so she was like, come this weekend to pick it up. I was like, okay. And so Emily and I were like, I guess we're going to do it. We'll go see the dog this weekend. And, you know, if we like it, which we probably will, we will probably bring it home. So we ended up going to, um, I just found a whisker, a fig whisker. Oh my God. Well, I'm talking about, oh my goodness. Make a wish. But... <laughs> Yeah, so um, we were we went to PetSmart the next day 
um, to find a way to, um, or sorry, we went to PetSmart to buy like equipment or, you know, things to get prepared for her. So we're getting collars, we're getting a leash. And Emily and I were just like walking down the aisles and we both were like, we just were like feeling weird. It felt weird. And so I was, I was making sure I was like asking Emily, I'm like, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? And we both were just like really anxious with the idea of getting her like literally the next day today. Um, and then so while we were feeling this, we were like just walking around the store. I get a phone call from a rescue that I had contacted a few weeks ago and they finally reached back. They finally reached back out and they looked over application and they were like, you know, we feel like he'd be a really good fit. So I take the phone call and um, and it was just perfect. I think like I immediately, Emily and I were like, we went back to the car to like talk with her and it was everything that she was telling us. She was reassuring us. She was super supportive and like, it was just amazing. So essentially the rescue works with Galgos, uh, which are Spanish greyhounds that they import from Spain. If anyone knows anything about Spanish greyhounds, they are often used for hunting. And once hunting season is over or once the owners don't need them anymore, they just throw them out on the street. They like break their legs so they can just die. A lot of times they're like hung and stuff by people, like really sad and crazy treatment towards them. And um, so like the whole mission statement is to bring over these um, hounds and be able to provide them, you know, a safe home where they're not just on the street or street dogs. And so greyhounds are very common, especially in Florida after um, racing uh, ended because racing was a very common thing in Florida, greyhound racing, and they, they banned it. So a lot of dogs needed homes, but now there's not as many greyhounds. So uh, this rescue um, doesn't work with, with greyhounds as much, but now they work with Spanish greyhounds. So these dogs are bigger than the dog that we were going to go pick up because the dog we were going to go pick up was this little chihuahua. And now we're getting call from this woman about possibly adopting this Spanish greyhound. So we're talking with her and she's just informing us with a lot of information how there's going to be 20 dogs coming in the next few weeks. And the whole process isn't us just going and picking up the dog and coming home. They are super, super wary and con- cautious of like everything going on in the, the new owner's home. They want to make sure it's safe. So they're like, I see you have a cat. What we're going to do is whenever we get our dogs, we're going to put some of them within foster homes that have cats and see which ones are the best like for cat safety. And once we do that, we'll have a date with your family, like with Fig and with the dog in a neutral space so they can see each other. And we're looking for your cat to run away and for the dog not to chase it. We want to make sure that the dog understands its boundaries and isn't willing to like hurt or go after the, the cat. And so they can like coexist peacefully. And like just the whole process that she was talking about it. And she was like, okay, and then you'll foster with the intent to adopt. It just seemed so perfect. And it was everything that we were stressed out about. And we got the call the day before while we were shopping. Uh, for Kiki, which was her name. And um, yeah, so at that point, we're just like, okay, we're doing it. So now we're in the process of hopefully adopting a Galgo. And I'm very, I'm excited for my Spanish lady that hopefully we'll get one time or one day soon. So I ended up having to email 
um, the job we were going to get and say, you know, we couldn't move forward. But I just didn't feel like it was the safest decision to bring an animal into my home, not knowing how it was going to react. And then I'm just kind of stuck with an animal. And I think you can train them and you can spend the time, make sure it all works out. But I need to make sure that like my family dynamic isn't like, especially with the way that I am, I need to make sure everyone is safe. And if they're not, I'm just going to break. And the whole point of me wanting a dog is to have that extra family member that I can be an emotional support and just be someone that I'm happy to incorporate into our family. And so with the mission statement of that place and everything, I'm just, we're in the process and we're getting, we're getting close, I think. That's so, I think that's a sign, honestly, if you were feeling unsure about it, I think it, I don't know. It's weird to think that you could say, I want a dog and then bring it home the next day because it's such a big commitment, especially if you already have pets, like you have Fig, you've had her for years. So I think this company or the breeder, whoever it is, obviously cares a lot, especially when they were talking about trying to like figure out which ones would work the best with a cat. I think that's amazing. So yeah, it sounds like you guys are actually adopting a human child. Like it's very thought wellly thought out <laughs> and it's it's really cool. I can't wait to meet. Wait, it, does it have a name already or that's just where it comes from? So the, they're called Galgos. So that's the type okay. of dog. So they're Galgos or you, a Spanish greyhounds. Um, so there's going to be 20 that come over. We're not sure which one we're going to get. We're going to advocate for getting a, a girl dog. So We've been coming up with a lot of names. I'm going to read them. Girls only. Girls only. We we have friends that have like greyhounds and they're both girls. So we just have to keep it within the, within the little community of greyhounds we have. Okay. So this is the list that I made for greyhound names. Um, and I, I need, I need your thoughts. So I'm going to just say my favorites. So I really like the name Honey. I've been calling Emily that a lot lately. It's been my like new little pet name and I've just been saying it a lot to Fig. So it's it's just in me. I like honey. I like petal. Spelled with a T or a D. So either petal or petal. I think they're just, they're, they're fun. They're cute. I like peach, but peach is too much like Jenna and Julian's, I don't know, Jenna yeah. Marbles. They have an Italian greyhound mm. named Peach. But like, I didn't even associate that until like after our, Emily was like, <laughs> there's already a peach uh we like winnie we like um i like things that like don't make sense so like scribble or button <laughs> like it doesn't even like make sense but i think our favorites that we are gonna look into or possibly do i really like the name indie so like indie music but like indie and figgy i think that just is like perfect um and uh my mom was giving me anime ones this morning because evidently she likes anime and that's a new thing. I know. I was like, are you, what? Naruto. (laughs) I'm like so serious. She was, that's so, wait, that's so random. Yeah. It was very random. She was like, what's your favorite anime character? Name it after that. And then I was like, stop. What? And she was like, what's the name of the people in Demon Slayer? I was like, stop it. You watch the even like Demon Slayer. (laughs) She was like, when's the new one coming out? And I'm like, what, what's happening right now? That's crazy. But yeah. So, you know, other names, Quill, Lemon, Bookmark. Wait, Lemon's so cute. <laughs> right? Lemon. Um, my mom came up with Maya, which is Daisy in Spanish. Um, Moda. Um, and 
yeah, charm or trinket. I don't know. We're thinking. I like lemon too. So yeah. I'm sure once you actually see it, you'll know. Like the name will just be apparent. Yeah. And I think right now I'm I'm very like hyper at the idea of the dog. So obviously planning names, thinking like looking at pictures watching videos. I've been trying to like get in as as informed as I can because it's a big decision and I want to get really excited about bringing someone home that will be a good fit for our family. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know, but yeah, so fun stuff <laughs> and uh, a lot of a lot of fun changes going on which excite me. But I yeah. can't wait to meet her. I know. One day. You'll have to come and visit because I found out today that you don't think they're cute. You're not a fan Um, of the Greyhounds. You know, they've never really been at the top for me personally, but maybe I just haven't gotten to know them well enough. Here, how many Galgos were murdered in Okay. (laughs) I was saying like, now I feel like an asshole. Like I've been calling these dogs ugly and they've been getting exterminated in Spain. So approximately sixty thousand Spanish galgos are abandoned or tortured to death in Spain. Okay. Sixty thousand. So I already feel bad. Cute. Okay, you don't have to give me this statistic. I, I send you pictures, and she's like, "It's a dog." <laughs> no, that's okay. I I understand. Sometimes I feel I felt bad because there's a point when I was getting desperate at like wanting to find like a companion for our family. And I was like looking at breeders and stuff, which I understand that people think that there's ethical breeders and that's fine. I don't judge anyone's decision. I think, you know, every dog deserves a loving home and breeders exist and they're going to exist. It doesn't mean those dogs don't deserve a home, but I understand the ethics behind, you know, it all. So I can see both sides, but um, I don't, I don't know. I just was feeling bad because I literally had a scheduled, I scheduled an appointment to go to this like big breeder like this big conglomerate. And then I did research before going and I was like, oh, okay, I feel icky. I just gonna, I'm gonna try and stick to not doing that, but. Yeah. Whatever. So essentially that's the kind of big news going on. It's giving me something to look forward to, which is exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah. So I guess with that being said, I wanna, I think we should move on to some, just another fun topic that we both have been very obsessed over lately. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah. So we wanted to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race because, I mean, it would have been ideal if we decided to do this at the very beginning of the season. I think it would have been like a fun fun segment for us to talk about. But we're at the top four right now. And this episode, I love this episode. I love when they have to actually write songs and stuff. So I just wanted to talk about your thoughts on how they perform. I... I literally have, I just got chills right now. I don't know if you can see it. Just thinking about um, Sasha's like performance, like the entire time from like her interviews that this past episode to her verse. I like, I keep watching it back and back because I think I'm like, I'm obsessed with her. Like I just, she just is like so perfect. I cannot explain it. I will say for the last couple of weeks, I've been obsessed with Anitra because, like, I love Sasha. I feel like it makes sense for her to win. But I was like, maybe Anitra can be a little, like, sneak attack and come in and steal the crown at the last moment. But 
this week, it's just so obvious that Sasha was meant to win. Like it, there's really no other option. The other three queens are amazing, but I mean, she slayed the choreography. Her verse, she wasn't even really trying. I feel like all the other girls were like, "I need to become Nicki Minaj. I need to rap at 500 miles an hour," and Sasha was like. I'm just going to sing my little song in my little sultry voice. And that, like, I, it was, I couldn't, I don't even, I can't even speak. I, Michelle, she like described it perfectly as like, you felt like you were being lured in just with her like flair. Like she's hypnotizing you. Yeah. And like, that's truly how I felt. And just every time she speaks or tells part of her story, I'm sobbing. I'm like, I genuinely get so like, emotional versus like with how she says things and um emily like pointed out a point where like it just started making me crying or cry uh when she said that drag was her like her what did what did she say she's not she doesn't hear me but like drag is her her love letter to the community or something like yeah 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 and so that was very very special and i think i just like love her so much my favorite part about her is she's so humble like Everyone knew who she was when she walked through those doors on the very first day, but she didn't act like everyone knew who she was. You know, like a lot of people can kind of let it get to her head, but like she knows who she is. She knows her talents and she's still so sweet and nice to everyone. And that's my favorite part about her because I feel like most people were like, oh, I lost. Like the second she walked in, it was pretty much over. The writing was on the wall. Like Sasha Colby is going to win. But she didn't act like that the whole time. Yeah. And I agree, though, with, like, Anitra being just, like, the underdog, definitely, coming in. I, is She knew her to drag. Um, being uh, able to... Compared to Sasha, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you've even seen her transformation throughout the show. Just, like, she, you, you can tell she got better by the end of it. And she, like, her came out of her shell a lot. So as the underdog, it's hard not to want her to win. But I think, yeah, my top two are definitely Sasha, Anitra, Mistress, Love Lux. But I, her ego. I, know, I feel just, like she's not like ready. I feel like it, she's very young. I agree. And she's amazing, but it's, it might be too early for her. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that. But she definitely deserves to be in the final for sure. She's been, I feel like her looks have been the best probably like as a whole. All of her looks have been so good. So the Love confidence she has, like it was, I mean, I enjoyed her verse too. I thought she was going to win this episode actually. I honestly did um, too. Kind of. Yeah. And so whenever they said Sasha, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, they both did equally, I think as amazing. And um, yeah, I just, I, I'm so obsessed with this season. I can't explain it. And it's funny because my friends are also watching it. And I have one friend that's like, I'm not I'm not too interested like I'm not too into Sasha and I was like that's literally transphobic it's transphobic that's a, that's a hate crime to say you cannot say that I don't know that. what's wrong with her <laughs> how can you not look at her and think she's like literally the most perfect like human being to ever walk this earth I don't get it we won't tolerate I feel like there's a lot of people that are hating on her just because she's doing so good and that Honestly, the Drag Race fandom is very toxic. Like, there's a lot of racism and internalized homophobia in the community. Because I feel like people, once their favorite gets eliminated and someone 
that they don't like eliminates them. It's like a hate, hate party against that person. Like mistress has been banned from Instagram multiple times and had to get her account back because people like Marsha's fans, you, you can assume who is a fan of Marsha, like what type of gay is obsessed with Marsha. And then if you look at mistress, they're like completely opposite and they're like, Oh, well, Marsha. So it's just a mess. So the fandom as a whole is kind of toxic and problematic and it kind of ruins the show sometimes, or at least the experience of the queen that the Queens have. But I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, this, for some reason, I'm just, I'm so into the season. I, the thing that I don't do that I, that I want to do is do you watch all the untucks? I do. Yeah, that's I. I never do. Emily and I. And text is almost better it. than the show. Like, there's so much drama. Like, you are missing out on so much drama and really? like character development and relationships between them. Okay, I have to because some. Yeah, I guess sometimes uh, I don't. You don't really know what's going on, especially when the episodes are like 40 minutes, which was a hate crime. Yeah. Um. What I did find interesting was when Mistress was saying that Lucy was a different person off camera. I was like, interesting, because that would make a lot of sense as what to why that they're very like they all clashed whenever like throughout the entire show. Yeah, and I mean, uh, they all know that they're on a reality TV show, and they're drag queens. They all have big personalities, so I'm sure a lot of them do play up their character or their role on the show, and. Also, editing comes into account. Like, you never know the whole story because the editors will make it. They create their own narrative from what they think is going to get a lot of views. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really know who they are just by watching the show for the most part. Yeah, I agree. I, I need to watch all the intakes. And honestly, I feel so bad for being trans, <laughs> for being a trans person and not engaging in, or not watching as many seasons as I've probably seen like maybe four or five seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's too late. I mean, I know. And I've never seen any all-stars. I've never seen anything like that. And it's not because... I've seen every season. Every single one. Really? The US one. I also watched Philippines. Oh, the Philippines but yeah, I've seen every all-stars and every regular season in the US. I've heard the Canada one is really good too. I haven't seen Canada or UK. I, and I know UK is good. Um, they have like Holland and they have so many different countries now. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to, we'll have to go back and watch it for some reason. It's just so hard. Okay. I'm going to, I'll have to do it. But yeah, yeah, this, this episode I think was my favorite episode ever of RuPaul. Um, it was the talent on it. was really incredible. And do you agree with the top four that it should have, like, no one should have gone home? It oh, should be the top four. for sure. It definitely. I feel like two weeks into the season, I was like, these are, this is the top four. Like, it just makes sense to me. I remember when, literally, though, when I think about whenever you first started texting me about the show, it was Sasha, Lux, and Anitra. Those are like the three that yeah. you were like, I love them. Which is interesting because I, I, yeah. I just have this sixth sense after watching 15 seasons. I can, I can sense it. I, yeah, I'm so excited. I want to, in the future, if there's ever like a Sasha show or she's going to be performing, (gasps) we have to go. 
We do. She performs. I mean, she's from LA, or she's not from LA, but she lives in LA now. So next time you come, maybe we can get a catcher. Yeah. I'll literally start crying. I have to go. I literally, (laughs) I have to go to, I have to visit you sometime this year. I want to. Yeah. We'll see. You should. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But I did enjoy this, this past episode a lot. Um, I think we've procrastinated and pushed it off. Like, I don't know if you see good. that. Like, I'm really trying not to go to this topic. Yeah. Um, but I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time to get into mm. it. Uh, okay. Do you, want, do you want to introduce it? Sure. So, again, like I said at the very beginning of the episode, and I'm sure most of you know, there was a mass shooting recently. And this time it's a little bit different because the shooter identifies as trans and with everything going on right now politically with trans people, it's just, it's a mess to be honest. Um, So that's kind of what we want to tackle today is just what it means that there is a trans person as an active shooter and what it means moving forward with our community, because I feel like there are a lot of people on the conservative side that are trying to paint a false narrative in terms of trans people being inherently violent or us just being monsters to the community. So that's something that we're going to be talking about today. It's very scary, the kind of conversations that are going on. Um, I want to say first that, like, you know, this is a tragedy. The people that were unfortunately, you know, slain within um, this uh, these events. And uh, it's sad that, like, that's not the story behind this. Like, it's sad that we're not talking about them, but, like, we have to kind of bring up the trans aspect of it and almost defend ourselves. That shouldn't be a thing. That should not be normal. Um it's heartbreaking not to, I'm not blaming us, but I don't know if you feel this way. Whenever it was found out to be a trans person, I just like sighed. I was like, like we, we can't get enough. And I knew. I was, was gonna... so disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. I, like, I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's not, yeah. It, it's just immediately, immediately people, especially the conservatives, were tweeting just like, crazy stuff marjorie marjorie taylor green started just saying all this like psychotic things i want to pull up like the tweet she ended up getting banned off twitter which you can't get banned off twitter but she ended up getting banned off twitter for like some of the shit that she was saying about like trans day of vengeance she was just making shit up i don't know it was psychotic yeah so if you don't know the shooting did happen in Nashville and the shooter entered a Christian school and they ended up killing three kids and three adults. So six casualties total. And I just want to say before anything else, a mass shooting or a school shooting in itself is a horrible tragedy. And I think a lot of the times at least what conservatives will try and do is they will try and put blame on the actual person that 
committed the crime. It's always the person. What motives did they have to do this? What was their mental state? What mental illnesses do they have? Was the gun obtained legally or illegally? This, that, and the other. That's always their goal. And I think what we as a country fail to realize is that it doesn't really matter what color the person is. It doesn't matter what gender identity they identify as or what sex they are they are killing people with guns. And I think that's the biggest issue here. But no one wants to talk about guns itself or how guns are the problem. And unfortunately, in this situation, trans people are being blamed. In the past, it's been people of color. It's been African-American people. But now it's just so easy for, for them to point the blame on trans people. And like, I don't know. I feel like when we don't have a motive for the shooting, but you can kind of put two and two together. If there's a trans person and they decide to go shoot up a Christian school that they had previously gone to, you can make assumptions that it might be related to maybe a past experience that they had there or not being accepted or whatever the case may be. But to like Candace Owens called it attack on Christian in attack on Christianity and Christian values. Like, we have no evidence to prove that that's the case. Like it's just always trying to deflect from the actual problem, which is guns. And like I said, trans people are unfortunately getting all of the hate for this instead of, Hey, like why does this person have three assault rifles? Like, why is that necessary? The fact that I think they were even marked down as having a mental health crisis, the shooter um, who identified as a trans man. I'll get back to that. Um, but yeah, they were, they recently had like a mental health, um, crisis. And if there was laws in place that prevented people from getting access to firearms when they are having mental health issues, you would think that that could have saved six lives. Um, and it's crazy that, so this deflection is so counterproductive for them too, because it just doesn't make sense. And I think people are more and more realizing the majority of Americans believe in some form of gun reform. And so uh, it just is so counterproductive because uh, um, right, they're blaming trans people now. They're like, trans people are violent. And like, like I said, just trying to feed into this anti-transness. But them doing that, saying that like it's trans people that are violent, you start to think like, okay, there's been how many trans shooters and how long? So if you're claiming that trans person is, your trans people are violent when there's been one trans shooter, then what does that say about white people who have been the majority of these mass shooters? Like the logic doesn't make sense. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted, how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was a transgender Nashville shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. It's just, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a tweet that I want to read, actually. I don't know who Benny Johnson is, but Elon Musk responded with an exclamation mark. So I guess Elon Musk is approving this sort of discourse. But they essentially said, the Colorado Springs shooter identified as non-binary, the Denver shooter identified as trans, The Aberdeen shooter identified as trans. The Nashville shooter identified as trans. One thing is very clear. The modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists. 
And if you look at the statistics, three people out of the 2,840 mass shooters over the last five years were trans. None of them did it for any political value. And one of them only identified as trans in order to avoid a hate crime or a hate charge because he went into a nightclub, a queer nightclub and shot queer people. So he was claiming that he was trans to avoid a hate crime charge. So 99% of the shooters in this country are cis men. So I'm just trying to figure out why it is that this one time, these three times out of the last five years, is enough evidence to prove that trans people are violent. When, first of all, we are such a small part of the population. Second of all, it's overwhelming evidence that shows that cis men are more likely to commit a crime. And also, it's just reinforcing that it doesn't really matter who's actually shooting. It's We're just missing the whole point of that. Like, people have access to guns. And like you said, this person had a mental break. And yet the guns, at least two of the guns that they used were obtained legally. So you're telling me somebody who is documented to be having mental health issues can legally obtain an automatic weapon? Like that in itself is an issue, I feel like. And no one's talking about that. I think... And so conservatives love to be like the amount of trans people. There's so many. They paint it as like half of Americans are trans. And it's like for them, you would think that there'd be more trans shooters, right? If like the like the whole world is like is turning trans because of this rhetoric, you'd think there'd be more. But them highlighting that there have been three, maybe like at most three trans shooters in the past five years or I mean mass murders in the past five years then like I feel like that that's a statistic that proves that the trans community because we're 1.5 percent of the population or something like that you would, that shows the trans community is a, a very passive pacifistic if that's a word um community people we are we tend to be more passive and um less harmful and so I just it doesn't add up. We have guns in this country, guns that, and like this, this system of, of that just reiterates this like hyperfixation on what these weapons are able to do. And we normalize that. We don't do anything about it. And I wonder how many school shootings there'd be if people don't have access to weapons that are just able to kill like 20 people in like two seconds. Like it's common sense. I'm pretty sure I don't know if it was the governor or senator of um, Tennessee literally said, there's nothing we can do about it. It's going to happen. What kind of like, it's so stupid. And, and then just blaming, dragging trans people through that on top of everything. It like, it's, it's really scary. And I don't know. I, I try not to like get paranoid over it, but I literally, I'm like, I can't even leave the house. I'm so fucking scared. I'm just like, I, I don't want people to like, I don't know, clock me and think a certain way of me because the tension feels so high. And so I, I just, it's, it's so disturbing. Yeah. And I mean, this is an issue that has historically reoccurred in this country. There's always, whenever something happens, people, particularly white people, try to 
demonize that particular group. We've seen it with African-Americans. We've seen it with Asian-Americans, with COVID-19. There's always this rhetoric that they try and push that these people are inherently dangerous. These people are inherently dirty or rude or whatever the case may be, just to kind of justify something that happens. And like I said, now the trans community is being blamed for this because a trans person did it. But there is no mention of the other 3,000 people that have committed mass murders. It's always, it's only brought up, the identity of the shooter is only brought up when they are not a cis, straight, white male. That's the only time that identity ever matters. If it is, then, oh, it's just a tragedy. Like, if he has a gun, he has a gun. That's that's so sad. We'll move on as a society. But if it's a Black person, if it's a trans person, if it's an Asian person, they're the the whole population is a problem. Like, that that's, I think, the biggest issue for me. And kind of going deeper into it, I have been seeing a lot of people refusing to acknowledge the pronouns of the shooter. And I don't know how to like really feel about this because on one hand, I feel like if you are consciously going into a school to shoot children and then take your own life, you're not even really a person to me. You're a monster, regardless of who you are. You are actively deciding that instead of taking your own life, if that's something you want to do, you want to bring innocent children with you. Like that is a monstrous thought to have. So I can, like, I don't feel like this person deserves respect, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of the people that are refusing to acknowledge their pronouns are people that wouldn't have acknowledged them in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a slippery slope to, think it's okay to misgender someone because you think that they're a monster or you don't agree with what they did because people see us as monsters for existing. We don't have to commit a mass shooting. We don't have to walk into a school and kill children to be seen as a monster. We are seen as monsters for literally existing. So I think it's a little bit hard to navigate that whole conversation because I feel like people are not misgendering them for the purpose of oh I don't respect you because you killed people it's they just hate trans people and that's reinforcing the idea that you can just misgender people because you don't like them but again I can see I'm not saying that this person deserves any respect at this point it's just I'm trying to look at the implications that it has on the community moving forward yeah I I'm with you on that and um that's kind of where I've existed and like, especially the past year where I tried not to be to, if the community or if it's like, like if it's just the right thing or if it feels like, um, I hate this term, but like politically correct to like do certain things or say certain things that support the community. I'm like 100% fully leaning into it because at this point we need, we just need to support each other. We need to be on each other's side we need to have a joint mission and be able to um, not have this infighting about stupid things because that's what it kind of feels like to me at times. So I'm definitely in the, the, the notion of just like, yeah, if you, if we're like disagreeing about their pronouns and like, we're ignoring like the bigger issue of it being 
like this is like a, like a really awful thing to happen and it doesn't mean trans people are violent it means we have a big problem like we have to we have to i think people are just deflecting the main issue at hand is that they're this person had access to guns they shouldn't have access to guns and they killed someone so to me like the whole like pronoun thing it just is i find it so like like just a not topic that like people should like i don't know i feel like the people that are getting really angry about are like i'm not gonna say the right pronouns or whatever i think yeah those people are going to be the ones that like are like you said are already not going to respect their pronouns to begin with so i try to just kind of lean into our community into a lot of the things that um you know maybe just better overall to keep us as like a unit as possible because we need each other at this moment we need to support one another yeah and i think a lot of people are using it just as an, an excuse to get it off their chest like these people have been waiting to right. outwardly misgender someone and not really get that much backlash from it because the person that they're misgendering is a shooter and a murderer so i feel like people have just been waiting they have they're so happy that they can outwardly be transphobic to someone and again i in this instance, I'm not going to sit here and defend the person. I don't think they deserve to be defended. I think, again, that they're a monster and nothing that they're doing, regardless of them being trans, I don't have any sympathy for you. Like, I'm not, oh, I get it. You went to Christian school and you might have had a hard life, but we all have our own shit to deal with and we're not all running around shooting people. So I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to, de- to defend them. I'm just trying to kind of highlight that a lot of these people that are using it as an excuse to misgender them are even going to do it to people that don't kill anyone else. They just disprove of the trans experience and the community as a whole. And I think in terms of us being in the community, defending a, a murderer and like trying to correct pronouns isn't like a priority for us at this point i feel like like it's whatever really like i don't take it personally for me like if someone wants to call me a he okay good for you i like i know who i am that's fine but i think like someone people have died children are dead parents are grieving communities are grieving and i don't think we should be defending someone and be like oh actually these are the pronouns that we should use like i get it but like you have to look at the contents like this person literally murdered innocent children. So it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. And that's, it's just a frustrating whole ass situation. I don't know if you've seen the same like things that I saw, but everyone at first was saying that he was a trans woman. And then everyone was like saying like, of course, like, like trans women. And then everyone kept calling him a trans woman. And so then I was just like, oh my, I was getting so annoyed because I just kept seeing people refer to this, like, because they just, people don't understand what gender identity or trans people's experiences. So they're just like, oh, everyone's calling them a woman. They're a trans woman. These are like psychos. And so then it just becomes this whole like messy battle where our whole community is just being dragged like through the mud and it's just really heartbreaking. That's a really interesting point to bring up because I feel like you're right. A lot of people do not understand what it means to be trans. Like we've both gotten comments from people thinking that 
like we're coming out as trans men and we're yeah. biologically female and we're changing to be a male. Like I've gotten comments of people saying, well, you're so pretty. I don't know why you would decide to become a man. And it's like, so you are being transphobic, but you don't even really know what being trans means. You don't know. You don't actually know what a trans person looks like, but people claim that, Oh, I, I, I can always tell when I see a trans person. It's so, so obvious. Like they have this image in their head of what we look like, but they truly don't know at all. And it's like, how can you hate something? How can you be advocating so strongly against a community of people that you don't even know what we look like or how we identify? Like you're so confused. You don't understand gender at all, but you hate it. I don't know. Those comments are the funniest to me to get because it just, it, it like is really upsetting where, um, I don't know. I just, the whole thing, it just, it feels so sick. It feels so disgusting and like in every capacity, it just, at this point, it just is so exhausting and people are exhausted with having to hear news after news. And we're going to make another one of these episodes. It's going to happen, not necessarily trans people, but it's going to happen again. And like, there's like no avoiding it. It's literally inevitable. And we've already made this talking about club Q in the past. Like this is going to happen again. And I just, sure. that's so fucked to think about. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm grieving for the families of the children that are lost. It's a shame that this person was trans. And it's a shame that people are using that as an excuse to, you know, provide harm to a, a community and just deflect what the real issue is. And obviously it's firearms. I feel like I keep seeing people talk about how they're so tired of hearing about trans people and the trans agenda. Well, bitch, so are we. Like, we didn't ask for that. They, the people keep bringing it up. Like, it's a topic of discussion. It's so big in the political climate right now because people won't stop talking about trans people. Conservative, they're so obsessed with us. They, they will take any opportunity that they can to talk about why being trans is wrong. But then turn the other direction and say, I'm so sick of having to talk about gender all the time. Like, then stop bringing it up because I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just want to exist in my little world. I want to be safe. I want our podcast to be about fun things. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But you are making it a topic of discussion. And we have to address it because we're constantly having to defend ourselves and explain how outrageous all of these claims are against the community and it's so tiring like we're so tired if you're tired we're tired of having to not only listen to it but also defend ourselves constantly so it's like a big shooting in their foot thing that they're doing just constantly attacking trans people because it's it's not gonna last this is an insane thing that people don't agree with Gen Z, I see studies that say like 16% of Gen Z identify as part of the LGBT community. When these voters get older, your old ass is out. And like, I think the majority of Gen Zs are progressive people. So, and all the old people are dying because they're not getting vaccinated. So like, it's just these mentalities, it's just trying to create a problem of something that's not an issue. 
you know, trans people have existed, have been on medication for years, and it wasn't an issue. No one has ever seen a trans person. The majority of people have never seen a trans person in their life, and it was never an issue. But all of a sudden, they're trying to make it this like this weird thing to just like go after something. And like we've seen this in the past with the border and Mexicans, it's supposed to be the scare tactic, as like these people are crazy. We need to stop them from being crazy or whatever. We need to eradicate them. But it's not going to last. We already saw courts in Texas um, shut down the, this book ban that was happening within public libraries, and they said effective immediately. Y'all, like y'all need to put all the books back. And I just think that this is going to die in the courts. A lot of these things will, you know, a lot of things will get passed because people are crazy. But I don't think these, this mentality can last because I genuinely believe as you know, positive as I can be that the world is changing and these people, as hard as they're going to try, cannot keep up with, with how amazing the younger generations are and how brave they are and how much they're going to fight for their rights. Because people don't want to grow up knowing that they have less rights than their grandparents. That's like wrong. So I'm, I'm, I don't think this mentality can last. There's, there's no future to it. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to be optimistic about. So obviously trans people are hurting now in the now in the present trans kids are fleeing. Um, and I get how scary it is. So it's just, it's so awful. I agree. I think that's probably why there's such a big pushback right now. It's because people are aware that the dynamic of our country is changing. Like views are changing the way that we see gender or sexuality or masculinity. Those are all changing. And the fact that the older generation, it's so different from what they grew up with. I guess that's scary to them. And that's the reason for the huge pushback. But in a perfect world, I hope that in like a hundred years after all of those people have passed on, that the future is nice and pleasant for everyone and we can all coexist peacefully and we can worry about other things in the community rather than just how someone identifies. You know, we can figure out global warming or literal issues that could potentially end the planet instead of wondering or worrying about how someone wants to be addressed as either a male or female. Like if you look at the grand scheme of things and just the mechanism of our entire country, gender identity is, it has no effect on literally anything. Trans people are not doing anything. We don't have any effect on anyone else. We don't have an effect on economics. We don't have an effect on literally any facet of society. It's just people can't get over the fact that someone might not identify as the gender that they were born with. And that's such a huge issue. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to just sum up this entire conversation because um, I don't know. I just, it's really hard talking about. It's hard to be um, serious about this. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm literally just, every time we get through these deep conversations, it's, (laughs) <laughs> draining and it's I don't know if you lot. feel that yeah sometimes I do mm-hmm. I want to scream <laughs> but you know that's how things go and uh, it's hard to like 
the amount of times we've had these episodes where it just is like hard to stop talking about and then not like we have to end the episode now but then it's like we like or we were just so serious and it's hard to like break that tension and i hate that we have to end the episode every time with that same feeling whenever we talk about these serious topics so i want to just i want to try and shift this conversation to something happy maybe something happy that's happening so he can end the end the show off something positive i look forward to something positive so do you have anything funny or exciting or news that you want to share anything interesting to you so when we're done filming this i'm about to fuck up some crumble cookies <laughs> we went to get cookies yesterday and i have three of them just wait i haven't eaten anything today so it's gonna be my breakfast and lunch is um a snickerdoodle cupcake cookie so i'm really, really excited good. yeah i'm i'm on new to medication right now I'm taking Wellbutrin, and if a lot of people don't know, Wellbutrin is notorious for people losing weight. That's kind of a side effect, and it's crazy. I've been on it for like a week, but I immediately, like, I don't feel hungry. So in the morning, I'll have coffee, and I'll have a few nuts, and then I don't eat again until like 5 p.m., and I'm like, that's probably not the best. So um, It's just you're just not hungry. Because of I the medication? Yeah, it's we're, we're yeah. I'm hungry right now, but um, because I haven't eaten anything all day. I had I have some trail mix this morning, but um, but I haven't eaten anything other than that, and it's already yeah. four thirty. So, yeah. yeah, I don't like. It feels like whenever we were on the airplane or that entire travel days that we were in Gainesville, yeah. we just weren't hungry. That's kind of what I'm feeling. So, <clears throat> but you when I'm done with this, the goose. <laughs> I don't eat meat. Can't. They don't have. You anything. can get like a salad. Wait, they don't have anything other than chicken. No, I don't think okay. so. Just kidding. Yeah, so don't we're go not to do that. Um, I'm gonna have some elote dip when I leave. Ooh. You've made me. Listen. Oh my god, you still eat that to this day? Yeah, literally, yes. Because I haven't you gone to Trader Joe's in forever. Oh my god, you live right down the street. <laughs> I do. Trader Joe's. I don't do it. I would go every day. Oh my god, but so Trader Joe's was right down the street from where I used to live, and now we moved. Uh, to Gainesville in an area that it's now like a 30 minute drive or it's like a 20 minute drive to Trader Joe's so every time we go I like stack up on this elote dip and I'll eat it throughout the like I won't eat it like all in one sitting it takes me like two weeks to go through it yeah but I like recently gave my friends some to try and then they loved it so then I went to Trader Joe's yesterday and I bought the, bought it for them and I got a text from our friends saying we just ate it all in one sitting literally that's what it does so um i need to be contacted by trader joe's because i'm (laughs) promoting their dip and i think i should be compensated at this point you let you've so i mean you've sold how many four people five people now with emily included yeah i'm putting some money in their pocket for sure that's all my growing influencer (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. literally microscopic influence <laughs> right i mean you converted some of us i mean we can convert you guys if you're listening and you want to try yeah the trader joe's i love today please do because it will change your life i agree go get it <laughs> okay with that in mind i think it's safe to end the episode on a positive note get some some and have a great rest of your day yeah i hope you guys have a good week um Try not to take things. I feel like I always have to like 
just give a word of advice to people because everything that we talk about is so depressing. I'm like, don't take it to heart. Like just keep chugging along because it's so hard to be trans nowadays. But yeah, go eat some cookies or like go to Trader Joe's. It's honestly, it's very, an up, it's an uplifting experience to go to Trader Joe's and pick out sweet treats and stuff. So I think everyone should go make a trip after listening to this and treat yourself. Spend like a hundred dollars on some snacks. Wait, before we go, so I don't know if anyone has noticed in Trader Joe's, there's a giant bell, like, above each register. There's a giant bell. I've never noticed because I just don't notice things. But there's a giant bell above the register. And I was checking out. It was yesterday. And all of a sudden, this, like, it was an older woman. And she was, like, you can tell she just wasn't happy. And we're, she just she's just, like, checking out my stuff. And then all of a sudden she grabs whatever hammer, whatever it is, and then just slams the bell. And then it just like scares me. I hate loud noises. So like really just like, it like, I like want to cry and I want to scream at her all in the same time. And my ears were like hurting and it was ringing and I was so angry. So if you're that person. What is that for? What did you do? So it's for like customers. I think it's, I think the phone was ringing or something and she slammed it to get someone to come. I think it's to get like fat, like people to come if you need assistance, but she didn't just like tap it. She like hit it so much where like my ears were hurting for like the next like hour just because of how loud it was. Yeah. So that's transphobic. (laughs) Right. I'm right. I think she was performing a hate crime, but I was I was so excited. I had my little Samia tote that they were filling up. I was like, I'm being like this cute little like reusable type of gal out on town. I was so happy. And then just fucking ruined me. I was immediately, I was just like so overwhelmed. I was like, this is so cruel. Like, why would you do that? But yeah, anyways. (laughs) Well, I hope when you guys go to Trader Joe's, you don't get a bell ring in your face because, oh my God, what if it's, what if it is like motivated? I mean, it might be. She was old. It's Florida. You know? Next <laughs> time I go, down. if they ring a bell, I'm going to be on to them. I think. It's like, it's a train alert. Scandal. Yeah. <laughs> right. We might have a scandal with Trader we, Joe's. I, I, will, I will keep this on. on we'll, we'll vlog it. Yeah. We have to document it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, follow us everywhere, guys. We're everywhere. And Literally. Literally. And then just support the show. If you guys have. Um, what's that app called? TikTok made a new app, which TikTok might be banned. Lemon 8. I don't know if that's a good app. I don't know if it's going to become something. But I did get the username at Girlish for the Girlish podcast. <laughs> so, if that's something, so if that's something you want to follow, if that's some, a social media you use, we do own at Girlish. And I also, for my personal account, own at Transsexual. So <laughs> love that for me. Follow us, guys. And we'll see you in the next one.